0: Ratings, don't be going through my main What? Ratings, don't be going through my mind. What? Vision dreams of passion? You only do. Get down, girl Get down, 15 Get down, 18 PGNC17R oh, I DON'T EVER COME BACK to celebrate the release of a film that uses a hard drug reference openly, in the title Cocaine Bear, let's talk about drugs. So get your lighters, get your tourniquets, get your bottles of beer and your whiskey and your wine, get your joints and your reefers and your bongs and uh, let's hit it up. As long as it's legal of course, otherwise you don't want the uh, the Come on, I actually see him. If you're black, you get five times the the sentence than the rich white man will. So yes, um, uh, I know it's a bit of a horrible fact, but that's the reality of it all, unfortunately. But um, yeah. As far as um ratings are concerned with uh, drug use, uh, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, they've always been strict about it. The BBFC. Um, MPAA it depends on the subject really but um, it's safe to say both countries don't take a very kind look at uh, uh, depictions of people shooting up a heroin up their arm or smoking a joint or even talking about smoking a joint or whatnot here and there. Um, I myself Percy, personally not someone who cares that much about taking illegal substances. I've never took cannabis, I've never on cocaine or heroin or LSD. It doesn't appeal to me. I don't want to face prosecution or do time for it. And I also fear the psychoactive effects of certain substances. So that's one of the reasons why I generally don't look at it quite positively. But the fact that so many people are in prison uh, just for having a little bit of cannabis on them or because they're, they're selling drugs to make ends meet instead of trying to get a proper job because you can't even get proper jobs in your own neighbourhood because they don't want nothing to do with you is the sad reality of it all. And I think I view drugs and substance abuse as a problem, a societal problem. You know, personal choices aside, I, I personally think binge drinking and chain smoking and excessive drug consumption is bad news no matter what a subject it is. Even worse, if it's a legal substance because of the fear of prosecution and imprisonment. But the fact of the matter is, you got to be careful, in moderation. I mean, the fact that so many people in Britain find pleasure and joy getting wasted on five pints and vomiting off the street, like I saw when I was in Cardiff, is frankly speaking quite disgusting. There's nothing sexy about getting wasted on five pints of lager. Or even for that matter, five or three shots of tequila. It's not cool. Nor is shooting up heroin up your online like train spine, which got an 18 certificate for those very reasons. And it was even controversial because of the drug use that was depicted. Even though it's a fucking great movie and it's got a killer soundtrack with Underworld Niggy Pop in it, which was the only reason why I wanted to see that film as a kid, but I couldn't because of the 18 certificate. As well as other bits of uh, sexual content, also frequent use of the c word, which uh, I didn't know you'd get away with that many use of the c words in a radar film. But uh, there you go, and there you have it, the greatest Scottish film ever made. But reeling back to the point, I just and then you know shooting yourself up the arms so much, and then you start seeing your life crippled down, you lose your job, you can't be on benefits, and you start seeing babies turn their heads up on the wall like it was something out of a horror film. Yikes! Oh no, man, Scoob! And they say that uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, he's a bit of a stoner. He's all far out, man! Oh, man! But, uh, yes, um, maybe I should dial it a little bit and just talk about each particular substance as we speak, fit. Heroin has always been a problem in films, no matter, uh, well, I think, yeah, I I would say so. I know films like Christiane F. from Germany, or Deutschland, well, I think that's a Deutschland, West Germany, before it was unified, that was a bit of a problem, because they thought it was too sensationalistic, and also I've seen there was some sort of weird molestation element between... Uh, An older man and a teenager having to perform bondage on a cream man just to get her fix. That's that's really creepy. I haven't seen that film, but I I personally don't want to see that. And then, The Panic in Needle Park, which I was told by a source somewhere, maybe this is IMDB, that it was a PG in the US. But, you know, it was originally given an R, but they re-rated it as PG, which I find quite bizarre considering heroin use and hard drugs like heroin are simply always restricted to the R and X categories. Never lower than that, as far as I'm concerned. So that caught me a little bit by surprise. That was one of Al Pacino's sort of breakout roles that he was in before he became known as Tony Montoya Scarface. Say hello to my little friend! Which um, is a very well-known film for its cocaine use in the same way that's uh, cocaine berries Or films like The Wolf on Wall Street, which uh, got um, an 18th certificate. For those very reasons, but also more importantly, because the sexual content and language that uh, uh, probably proved to be more problematic for the senses uh, in other countries than watching a man getting high off qualudes and snoring cocaine and I think, doing freebase and smoking crack cocaine and soon um, <laughs> snorting up a woman's asshole. And we actually see this quite graphic detail, which I never thought you could see in a radar film, but uh, I guess you can now. You know, Rise the Foot Soldier had scenes of people snorting cocaine off women's bare breasts, so I guess anything is uh, pretty much um, open as as far as drugs are concerned at the r rating. You can get with a shit load. Flight is another one that comes to mind. That was a 15 certificate as well, and that had some pretty out-there scenes of uh, people sn- smoking cocaine, snorting it, shooting up heroin um there's also some sexualization as well in the beginning as we see a naked woman waltzing around just as he was waking up to smoke a joint and then snort a line and then drink while he was on the plane before he started uh, landing a plane and costing his career yes i gave a spoiler alert because of his drug habits it was a really Disturbing and depressing movie that at times got a little bit erotic and kinky with the interracial stuff, but um, yeah, it's a ooh, not a very pleasant one, I'll tell you that. But one of Denzel Washington's best performances, but that one, I believe, was 15 certificate, and that was really graphic. Um, I didn't know, I knew in the raid after you can get it with quite a lot um, as far as drugs and substance abuse is concerned, but um, within 15 films, that's a little bit unusual considering. If a film that has that much drug use usually to tend to be eighteen to ten it, especially if it's so frequent and so non-critical about it. Even though, in all fairness, you know it does condemn the man's actions as being very destructive. I believe he, some people died on the flight that he was on while he was high off so many substances, including alcohol. You know, he he drinks himself to death to forget his problems, and uh, yeah, that's not. Uh, it's certainly a, a good film as far as Alcoholics Anonymous people are concerned, you know, as far as watching it through that perspective. But um, yeah, I, I don't think people watching Flight are going Well, they may be interested in uh, smoking cocaine, I guess, if we were a cigarette. That's um, something I've never seen before. I thought instantly that would be an 18. But um, nope, 15, uncut. Even 15A in Ireland. Too public, à but in France. Yeah, that's quite bizarre, really. Um, but yeah, sort of jumping back and forth, back and forth between the legal substances, um, discussions, discussions, not using it. The only substance I'm using right now is water and aspartame through gum, which I'm chewing as we speak right now. So within, within everything, um, you know, the sub- when it comes to drug use, the subject matters generally tend to sort of vary between sort of alcohol abuse, which you can see in films as low as you and PG, even Roger Rabbit, which was a family film, had scenes of a um, man sort of drinking himself to forget his problems, and then he shoots the bowl of whiskey up in the air. I think this is kind of a metaphor for Robert Zemeckis himself. I don't think he uh, is an alcohol consumer. I, I, I'm, from what I'm aware of, because Roger Rabbit has scenes of him you know, sort of condemning it, and then Flight had scenes condemning it, um, Welcome to Marvin. That was another film that he did, where it shows a man, you know, taking pills, but he has to dump them out of the drain be- to forget his problems, and also for his um, psychotherapy after being attacked by neo Nazis. So, yeah, it's a, a quite a heavy film, but it definitely opens up a lot of discussions. Um, so, yeah, drug use has always been sort of apparent in. Each of the categories, although this is certainly more re- relevant and common in 15 and to certificate films, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, um, I probably should wind that a little bit. Watch uh, your was PG, but it's mostly because of the um, violence and sexual content and language that it was. It was a bit more adult than your most typical animated films are concerned. Walking them the Marvin, that was animated, partially like Roger Rabbit, with a CG aspect, and there was a twelve 8 so that definitely was not exactly a kid's movie. I don't think it was, but I love it a bit. But that was more pills, which you can get off you know, the counter off the counter or um, you can get for your prescription for your doctor. You might have to pay for it and get it illegally, like most Americans do because they can't get their health insurance. People get broke not paying their medical expenses in, this, in the US. And it's absolutely RIDICULOUS! Anyways. Now, I did say earlier on that I don't know many films that get uh, um, NC-17s or X-Rays simply for drug use. I was actually wrong. On an early podcast that I'd done before, where I talked about Bad Lieutenant, that one with Harvey Keitel, yes, that received... That dreaded rating, because it's shown people getting high off heroin and cocaine, and it's shown quite graphic and explicit detail. I don't know if they actually did it on screen. You know, kind of similar to like how Easy Rider showing people storing cocaine and smoking joints and marijuana on screen. But um, in Bad Lieutenant, this was uh, presented you know quite matter of fact. In all fairness, it's actually not that different from most rated R films that show. The same sort of thing. I, I don't think it's really that different from as far as graphic details are concerned, as train spotting or pulp fiction, which had scenes of quite explicit drug use as far as I'm concerned. I know Pulp Fiction had to be cut for video release because of uh scenes that make um heroin or what you call like um Smack. I, I know it as smack by Street Slang. Um, because it may seem like John Travolta was shooting out before he was going to meet the very gorgeous, um, Mia Wallace, who's played by Uma Thurman with, uh, Brunette Wig. That movie seemed to turn me on for some reason, especially when she bends her foot in a certain way on that one, two frames. I was like, "Oh. oh, I probably shouldn't tell my mother I'm watching this. But yeah, um, it, ma- it makes you wander a little bit, especially. And then the scene where she overdoses on cocaine and then she's, you know, falling down. And then she gets the uh, adrenaline shot through her chest and then she's like... <laughs> yeah, um, Tarantino's weird, as far as I'm concerned. Not with his foot fetishism, but his uh, weird over-the-top scenes in cinematography and violence and use of the N-word. Yeah, um, I want to have a little talk with him uh, whenever he's got some time around. He's always going to the Cat Films Festival, especially showing these movies, man, because you know he likes showing a lot of scenes of violence. And also this big one was putting some music from the 60s and 70s that made me feel hard and made me feel excited. You know, it's like you put some lord little hip hop in the middle put some violence in the movies, man. I'm gonna throw it on a 35 minute movie and it's got some feet and the plot, and also some feet, and it makes my it makes my dick hard. That was for you, Quentin. Okay, moving on. Um, Now, I did say about Bad Lieutenant by Harvey Keitel, who's always like, Have you ever seen a man suck his own cock? Have you ever seen a man try to suck your own cock? He's like, masturbating, and forcing a woman to mimic all sex. Which kind of predates that scene from Killer Joe, another NC-17 film, where he's forced to, um, Gina Gershon from Showgirls, is forced to blow on a chicken drumstick. You know, between Matthew McConaughey's legs. All right, all right. It's really bizarre. But, then again, it also brings back to Bad Lieutenant, the port of No Orleans, Which was um, R. 18, certificate, but it was R. Unlike the previous Bad Lieutenant film, um, there isn't really a, a full rape scene. It, it could be interpreted as rape. Um, that scene where he uh smokes crack with a lady that he's pulling over and the man has to witness it. He's being cacolded. It's uh certainly not as disturbing or as graphic as the Abel Ferrar film. As far as drugs is concerned, it's about the same really, but um it's a bit more comedic and a bit more what the fuck did I just watch? Especially the scene where he's saying about the N word, elk, is saying like a gazelle, like an elk. <laughs> it goes on the way, way, way. It goes a touchdown. <laughs> he's a he's a man, I'm not easy. That was really sort of w- w- what? I, I I found myself laughing throughout the entire movie. I actually think it's better than the Abel Ferrara film, the Werner Herzog version of Bad Lieutenant. Um, yeah, it's uh, definitely. At 18, uh, through and through, I know some of the countries have been a little bit more relaxed about it. Like France, I think they gave it like a tout public avatissement. And then Australia gave it MA15. And America, um, unlike the previous film, gave it an R rating. Which I I say, more power to you. You grew up this time. Also, it's a little less disturbing and a little less uh, sort of rapey in this sort of supposed sequel or spin-off than the first film. And uh, let's um, talk about some of the more light-hearted substances. I know with cannabis being legal in more countries, I presume Malta and Uruguay, Canada, and parts of the U.S. have legalized it for medicinal and recreational consumption. California, specifically. The first one to be Colorado legalized it for recreational purposes in 2012, but in California, they legalized it for medicinal purposes since the 1996... Having been to the U.S. and California quite a few times, because I've also got family there as well, um, you you do pick up on people kind of smelling a little bit like Ganja or Mary Jane. I personally don't find much interest in it. I personally don't have any desire to smoke and get high. But um, those that do, I won't want to incarcerate or imprison them for it. Um, If you do, at your own peril, really. I personally... I, I, I smoked... You know, I'm going to make some horrible confessions on here, and I hope my mother doesn't slap me for it, or my father, but I have smoked a cigar once. I had it when I was 21, and I was at university. I decided to have a Phillies in honour of my grandfather, who died, I believe, years ago. Like, years ago. When my grandfather died, I wasn't legally allowed to smoke or consume alcohol, but years after he died, I did. I took the hit. It was a bit weird. Uh, I felt sick for a week after smoking that cigar. I was being a naughty boy, real badass, outside of watching hentai and certain bits of pornography. That was probably one of the most dangerous things I ever did outside of also drinking alcohol. You know, it's, you know, it's easy to forget that my first sip was when I was uh, <laughs> um, at a function to see um, someone talk about Tyrannosaur. And I had a, my a red wine. It wasn't very good, but I had red wine I'm going to see that. It was an 18 certificate. I was eighteen, eighteen 18 or 19. And I thought... Yeah, let's give it a try, but um, over time, I learned to drink a lot less. I have been abstaining for about four months lately. It's just not that interesting to me. Um, as far as I'm concerned, if you really want to tickle my tipple, give me a bottle of Baileys. <laughs> or some uh, Di Sorano Amaretto. It is a bit expensive and pricey, but um, that sorts me out just right. I love Amaretto, and I love Baileys. I like liqueurs. But, um, yeah, let's reel out a little bit back because alcohol doesn't have quite the same stigma that cannabis or heroin, cocaine, LSD, DMT has. And it's also legal, you know, it's 21 in the US, 18 in America, 19 in Canada, 18 in France, although I'm sure many people younger than that have sipped their first wine. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I didn't, I didn't um, do underage drinking or smoking, i always done it at the legal age. That was requested and required. And I don't drink and drive. I have abstained for four months. So let's move on. Cannabis. I know I kind of go off in a tangent, but yes, I'm smoking weed. It's not that interesting, but every once in a while, you will see a lot of it on screen, making it seem like it's pretty cool, man. You know, it's part of the counterculture. You now smoking wing you high with the bros. Seth rogan's all known for that sort of thing. And that's how he's just particularly stereotyped as The guy who stole I'm from Canada Look at me, I'm the Jewish guy from Canada Who's smoking some weed Let's get high with the bros <sighs> Yep, this is the end And Night Before and Knocked Up All have scenes of Seth Rogen And his buddies like Danny McBride And um, uh, Michael Cera. I Michael it does cocaine in this is the end But it has all of his buddies And Jonah Hill smoking doobie and having a good time. I think he does a lot of his movies while high. <laughs> he was even blazed when he was um, standing on the stage for the Fablements. As that one for Best Picture drama at the uh, Golden Globes. Sorry, <laughs> I like got something stuck in my teeth, but um, you get the idea there. And i uh, of his films are all 15s anyway. Um, as far as I'm concerned, 18 certificate for his drugs Oh, even the night before. And I had a lot of scenes of questionable material involving him doing LSD, smoking pot, doing cocaine. I think the scene of heroin use. Maybe someone's... And then drinking, obviously. You know, because uh, you can't go out without wine or lager. But, yeah. so Damn gum. But, yes, um... Pineapple Express is the only one that I can aware be aware of. That was an 18 certificate for those questionable scenes of him smoking cannabis. The, the theatrical version was fine. I was given a 15, but it was a strong 15 because there's had quite a lot of violence. And also casual drug use. But 18 certificate was given for the sort of uncut version, or what they said, like an extended version. That was released for the UK market because it's shown them dealing drugs to minors and it shows them getting high and dancing around and that caused quite a bit of problems they said okay maybe you're pushing it a little bit too far it may seem a little bit like it was too normalized for that matter and that's what pushed it to the 18th which i i guess that currently makes sense Yes, that makes sense. But usually, if you're getting an eighteen, it's because the drug use is depicted as too casual, or there's some sort of weird sexualisation or violence that's incorporated within the hard or illegal substance abuse. And this goes back to something like Howard and Kumar, where the first film was fine. I was given a fifteen certificate, even though I had quite a bit of smoking cannabis. But the second one, the third one, was seen as too much. It was just an excuse to watch much of grown men. Getting high all the time, including a scene where a baby gets high off, and he's like saying, "How hey, can I get the I'm getting stoned, stoned. I know "Escape from Guantanamo Bay," which is in Kumar number two, so had um, some other questionable material involved, including uh, four scenes of nudity that were sexualized for comic effects and prostitution, and also a lot of racist language and humor. But um, this is all. So sort of secondary to the drug use, as least as I'm far as I was noticing on the BBFC content advice and uh, the little disclaimers that they used to bring these means BBFC inside now it's just you no know, classification advice and now they're doing the whole system that is kinda of just ripping off on uh, common sense media, which um I don't know how I feel about that, but um oh well, you live and you learn, I suppose. But uh yeah. a bit of a weird one, I'll say you that. Oh. Oh, shit. How can I forget? Um, Drug use at uh, lower levels. Um, I know for cannabis, uh, I did see it in a PEG film before. I know Jaws had a scene of someone smoking a joint. Well, it's implied, but, you know, you're left a little bit wondering. Oh, I almost didn't notice, because it was so violent. And also, there was bits of language and uh, some brief nudity, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I was told, because it's been a long time since I've seen Jaws, that there was actually... Uh, someone smoking a reefer. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't know you could show that in a PG. Up. there you go. Um, you know, different time, I suppose. And then, Simpsons movie, weirdly enough, I revisited that. That had a scene of a man smoking a bong. It was Otto. The man, you know, was like, Rock on! He was like, What? What is going on? It's very brief, but you certainly don't see that sort of thing in a PG movie, let alone an animated film that's. Aimed more or less at families, even though *Simpsons* is a bit more adult in content, it certainly caught me by surprise, <laughs> I'll say. But uh, the one that really catches me by surprise is *The Social Network*. That was given a twelve to forget a twelve A upon cinema release, but that had really enough a scene where a bunch of young people um, got high. And start snoring cocaine off a woman's bare torso. Now, there's some sexualization to that because, uh, you know, she's scantily clad. Most men would jerk off to her. I didn't. But, um, yeah, they were. And, you know, this is more or less played off screen, but you do see some of the process. There's sort of cutting up the line and they get the like the little straw and they're snoring up her torso and then she's of smiling and smirking it almost as if it's like implying all sex but it's actually implying them getting high off cocaine at a party and then the police sort of break in to see what the hell's going on and i thought wow i, I i'm really surprised but a little bit amazed you could get away with that quite strong level of druggies because it's you know cocaine's hard level Usually, if you start seeing cocaine, it's at least 15 or higher, especially when you've got all those sort of PIFs and PSAs that came out in the 2000s and um, 2010s that had a drug mule dog called Pablo that was voiced by David Mitchell. That got a 15 certificate, even though it's played comedically. And then uh, from the Scottish government, there was an ad that came about with people snoring cocaine and, you know, a fortune teller gives them cards warning about their deaths. Sweat. Stroke. The shakes. I tell you that it caught me by surprise. As did Hologram for the King, which also had a scene of people snorting cocaine. Um, it was very brief, but it was at least tastefully done. I'll take that over the scene from Social Network. Or the scene from Airplane, which, how can I keep forgetting this? Which also had a lot of questionable material. That really should not be a PG from the time it was given. It should have been at least a AA certificate or 15 In all fairness, video releases of that film are 15s, even though the BBFC did re-rate it some years back and they gave it a 12 a certificate for its um, anniversary cinema release. But I think 15 would be perhaps more appropriate considering the shocking content that's involved. Um, We don't see a lot of films that have full-on scenes of solvent abuse with people sniffing glue and snoring coke as well as a Brief Breast Nudity and uh, Attempted Suicide, Played for Laughs, and uh, All Sex Jokes, as an inflatable balloon saw smiling after being blowed by Julie Haggerty. I was like, oh, wow, that's certainly one of the richest PG films I have ever seen, outside of Jaws and Princess Mononoke, but that's another story altogether. But, yeah, um, Airplane definitely caught me by surprise, especially with the granny saying, no thanks, I take this. And she's like, yeah, that's bizarre. Now, on to animation. Well, actually, I'd say that better. not but car animation, maybe sort of practical things that you can actually get from the supermarket or at your petrol station. Now, speaking of petrol station, is anyone familiar with the film Love Lisa that had Philip Seymour Hoffman in it? It was hilarious, it was a very weird movie. It came out of nowhere, really, but it's essentially a story about a fucking asshole and a weirdo who lost his wife to suicide and ultimately finds solace and comfort sniffing petrol out of cans and he's tripping now it's got graphic solvent abuse, and it's just absolutely bizarre the way it's depicted i I honestly can't explain to you um how funny and how bizarre it was to watch this whole movie. Now, one can argue the sniffing petrol, especially because it's so present when you get to you know local your local stations, uh, whether it be unleaded or diesel, it's a little bit unusual. Uh, it's you know I'm ashamed to say this, but it is a bit of a sort of interesting smell. But you shouldn't smell it too much, especially if it's contained setting, where everything sort of closes off. Or otherwise, you might get high off your supply and start passing out. I knew a girl who was sniffing glue. Um, and she sort of played off like, Hey, smell this, it's pretty good. And she was a gorgeous looking lass, she kind of had that sort of uh Leona Critchlow type look to her from being human. But um, I said, No, thanks, I'm not interested. Um, yeah, uh, so to the girl that said, Oh, you want to sniff this? I said, I said, No, I hope you learn from later in your life that um, you could do better highs without it. Try music. Try painting, try going to work. That's a better high than any illicit drug or substance or pornography or um, shooting and killing people for the Wagner firm, as far as I'm concerned. Now, practical elements Solvent abuse. Um, if a film like Love Lisa got a 15 back in the early 2000s was concerned, I'm sure by today's stance it probably just would be a flat out 18. Nowadays, they're a lot more strict about showing people uh, sniffing glue or getting high off uh, practical supplies um, than they even are about um, cocaine-snorting bears or um, weirdos getting high off cannabis and stuff, as far as I'm concerned. even Terkel in Nibel would probably get an 18th certificate, even though it's animated. It's a Danish movie that came out years before Sausage Party. Managed to capitalise on sort of cheeky, rude adult cartoons with CG visuals on them. But Terkel in Nib or Terkel in Trouble, did it before. It did it first. And uh, there was a brief scene where it shows like a kid named Quongo. I believe that was his name. I don't know in the English dub, but, um... And he, he sort of gets high, and you know, he doesn't know what he's doing, he's sort of waltzing and tripping around, but um, this is sort of played for laughs. But that film uh, passed for 15, also because of that, and also some salty language and violence, uh, that, uh, and violence involving children as well, it was quite shocking, much... More so than Sausage Party, but it's still a 15 because it's quite something like a South Park type of cartoon. And it's weirdly enough, from the same guy done Helping My Fish, so you gotta give credit on that level. I love Helping My Fish. In case of Mr. Stefan Fjerdmark of Copenhagen from A Film uh, Company, hears this and then goes back, you know. One could talk about sausage pie. That was uh, 50% of a good, But depicted an unusual type of drug. And they didn't even mention it on the Consumer Advice. Called bath salts. I didn't know people could get high off bath salts. Just like people get high off nutmeg or paint thinners. And glue. But you certainly can. It was absolutely bizarre seeing someone, you know, playing to the song for Reservoir Dogs, you know, look at that, a chair for a little green bag, get a cow lose my phone, lose in my mind, and he's like, oh, battle to the real deal, whoa, yeah, by disgraced actor James Franco, he starts seeing the, the to- not the toys, but the food talking and coming to life, and it was just absolutely bizarre, really, is what it was, but it was very funny, but it was a little bit unusual that the BBFC didn't sort of flag on that, because Australia did, the US did, but Britain, they probably, they said it was unrealistic. But they said it was a consumer advice problem, because they got complaints also, not for the sex scene involving the food, but because of the drug use as well, and there's also and the language, because there's free use of the sea word. But um, drug use was not flagged, even though it is a practical item. Uh if you interpret it literally, I'm personally fine with that movie being a fifteen. It's a strong fifteen but it's a fifteen. Um they probably would have given it an eighteen on that basis. Weird as that might seem. Especially considering Archer had an episode that was in a Spanish language. I'd never seen Archer, but I heard it got an eighteenth circuit because of um drug use that was played off as too realistic or you know sort of casual and nonchalantly. How about that for starters? I, I didn't even know that was possible, really. <laughs> tough world, tough crowd. Now, unfortunately, at this point, I've kind of run out of things to say, really. Because when you're high off your own substances, you could talk about a lot of things. Oh, you can remember about well, you drank too much, you know, beer, and you watched that Brass Eye episode that was about drugs. And, you know, maybe people remember about the paedophilia special, but that drug episode was quite controversial because the recently assassinated MP from Basildon, David Amos, was featured on there and was swindled, and unbeknownst to him, was being used as a piece of mockery for the show, saying that cake was a real drug, and they played some weird electronic music to... Exactly that point. Um... Just wanted to slip that a little bit in there. I've, you know, Brass Eye is a very controversial TV show. We have talked about it on a previous podcast before. If you watch it, especially episode seven, that 2001 special, you could be prosecuted and sent to jail in the same way that watching Serbian film or The Blue Girl will get you into trouble. So don't do it. Just like white lines, it's trivia. Just like watching that extra DVD special from We Eat that was banned by the BBFC for making it seem like you could bake with cannabis and with hydroponics. A DVD that was instructing about that was banned, even though you could go to the Netherlands, maybe even Portugal, and get high with some hook. As you watch Cocaine Bear with a 16 in the Netherlands, so totzils out of walking in the highs. Thank you. Bordrat interview. Kaik's rising. And I will say all right, all right, to the famous stone of Matt McConaughey. Peace, man. Days and confused. Eighteen step Kids.